Airwolf, it takes more than guts. Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. Airwolf. It takes more than guts. I literally just said that uh, a second ago. (laughs) But I'm trying to figure out, like, you know, maybe that has to do with, and maybe people don't even know this, but Airwolf, the game, is based on a a TV show. Maybe that was like a tagline in the show. I've I've never heard of the Airwolf TV show, so I can't imagine it did that well. Any familiarity with the uh, TV show, guys? No, had no idea. Yeah, I basically was was playing the game, and then I decided to read up on the game a bit, and that was when I learned that it was a TV show. and I have no idea how I had never heard anything about it because it seems to have a bit of a following. It, I hadn't even heard of the lead actor who apparently was like a huge guy that kind of like ruined his life. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot. It, it was a weird like exposure of a huge blind spot uh, playing this game. It's got like a, a night Rider, but in the air feel. But but yeah. maybe not because the, the, the helicopter doesn't talk. So, um, but it's still maybe like, not the you best. Know, the star of the show. That's <laughs> true. Much. Sean, there's also another reason why, um, I was kind of surprised we didn't, uh, hear about Airwolf before. And that's because it has like a really sweet synth, like, score to the show. Oh, like, yeah. The opening theme and just the music in general throughout. Um, I thought the, the synth music that I did hear was like right on. And I would have liked to hear maybe more of that in the game itself. It's literally, I think, I think it's just the, the theme over and over, right? Right. <laughs> Which but, is fine, and, and but then, it's not even like a version that, you know, that like sounds as badass as the actual theme song. Yeah. And then most of like the YouTube stuff, like, cause you know, I was just trying to look at scenes of the show and most of the YouTube stuff is just like cl- clips of the show without their audio and just, again, the theme music playing over and over. So it's, I don't know, life imitating art and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> And people might think I'm joking here, but I'm being serious. I think for the time, the helicopter scenes in this show look great. Like, uh, you know, sometimes it does look like it's like a, a toy helicopter. I think um, it's actually that they're flying a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm yeah. saying like some particular like stunts all of a sudden yeah. went to like a weird like view where I'm like, mm, that could be the helicopter or it could just be like, you know, with props. But for the most part, yeah, I think they were using a real helicopter that probably is like... You can visit that somewhere now, but, um, you know, I think that that's important that, uh, you know, that's like, if the show is about, uh, this helicopter that's unstoppable, the helicopter scenes better be good. And I thought they were. Yeah. Pretty good. So the, the game itself takes place, uh, in like a, you know, a couple different modes, but let's just say for the most part, you're in this like first person view where, uh, you're in the cockpit of the airwolf helicopter and there's these enemy fighter planes that are coming at you and they're shooting their missiles at you and what have you. So you got to take them down. But at the same time, there's all these prisoners uh, in different bases that you have to kind of navigate yourself to and then pick them up uh, and rescue those prisoners. Yeah, each prisoner gets their own uh, POW camp. It's like a private <laughs> POW spot where you get a lot of privacy 
Uh, yeah. Nobody's even guarding you. Aside well, from it is protected by one repeating explosion off to the, to the <laughs> <Yeah>. northeast. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> I felt like those explosions, though, like, forget the joke aside, like, Sean, that is an amazing joke. And it's funny because you don't consider it in the game. At least I didn't. I never thought that that was strange. Thank but you now for telling me that it's an amazing joke. <laughs> right, right. No, but I was saying, like, hearing you say it, I'm all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, that is pretty flawed because the map itself is really large, right? Like, it takes a while to uh, fight off the enemy aircrafts and, you know, navigate to the prisoner of war camps. And then it's like, all right, we did it. We're here to pick up the one person who's left. <laughs> Everybody else, I guess, was killed before we got well, there. Ooh, I mean, dark, it yeah. might be it might be an instance too where you see like, what was it? Uh, an early game commando? Maybe no, what, one of our early games where it's like the, you pick up yeah one of those like one of those run and gun shooters that we played early on. Uh, you pick up you pick up like one guy and that like represents like a whole camp's worth of of prisoners. <sighs> Like maybe you're just going and you're just you know you're picking up all the prisoners of the war everywhere you know and it's just represented. No, but it's map. still like it's still just a a helicopter. Like you can't, <laughs> you, you can't you can't like say like oh this represents the hundreds that you actually saved. Like no, you can't fit them all in a helicopter. Sean, Doesn't make any sense. Sean, it's the airwolf. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> that's a good point though, Sean. Yeah, you're right. It's just one helicopter. So, something I'd like to bring up, though, if I can, you know, a little off topic from maybe the gameplay itself, but, you know, who wants to play as a helicopter against against fighter jets, no less? Like a helicopter that is, yeah, I get it, it's supposed to be the badass airwolf and everything like that, but taking down, like, these, you know, F-15 fighter jets, like, I don't know, like, it seems kind of crazy, and I don't think, like, a helicopter is the most exciting thing. I think we talked about this in the Tiger Heli episode, where it was like, you know... If I'm doing a shmup, do I really want to be in a helicopter when I could be in so many other cool things? Like, think about the spaceship from Gradius or, you know, Top Gun. Top Gun was a cool, like, first-person perspective game where you actually felt like you were Maverick and stuff like that. Here, the helicopter is just—you don't get get enough of it to really, like, feel like you're playing as a helicopter because you don't (sighs) see it. But to me, it sounds like you just have an anti-helicopter, like, agenda. If you don't like flying as a helicopter in any circumstance. I just don't think that that's, like, what I go to for the most exciting thing, you know? Like, I'm not like, wow, a helicopter. Like, I get, mean, uh, I hear you because, like, a helicopter in this in this type of scenario lacks speed. Maybe, like, compared that was to, like, the a... Thing. That was the thing about Airwolf in the show. It was, like, uh, a, a, prototypic, a, a prototype of, uh, like, a Mach 1 helicopter. So that was its thing. Oh, it so it, go it has the speed. It has um, speed. Well, well, my 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 thought about why they would use a helicopter. I mean, obviously they use the helicopter because they're basing it on the show. But uh, that aside, I think the the helicopter works a little better in this first person format, at least back on the NES, because because you can stop, you know. Yeah. Whereas like it's weird to stop with a plane. You can stop and turn on a dime, and that makes it feel a little more like suited for this this first person view when back when first-person views were kind of limited in their capabilities. That, that is, it, it, it is interesting that you bring that up, uh, just the fact that you can stop, because the, one of my first attempts at playing this game, uh, I got really frustrated because I realized way too late that I had been stopped for the entire time I was playing the game. <laughs> I was like, how, how do I navigate the map? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyway. But remember, I said that the helicopter shots in the show were awesome. 
So why hide that behind a first-person view? Like, why remove the airwolf, right? The big thing. Like, why hide that from the game? Couldn't they have done something to put more of an emphasis on this being a helicopter? I mean, maybe it's just as simple as they can't make the helicopter shots in a video game first person or third person look that awesome you know like it can it can look cool but it's not you can do awesome like like visual stunts you know because the player's controlling it anyway you know what i mean like i do i guess like what they could have done is instead of like the the fake uh the fake cockpit like they could have put um some sprites of the helicopter and then just had like a heads-up display around it um, I don't know if that would have made it more exciting, <laughs> but that now you get to see the helicopter, uh, because yeah, it's like there isn't, there isn't enough aside from you moving around on your map pretty quickly. There isn't really much to contribute to that sense of speed. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And, and I guess, I guess to, to your point, Mike, that like, if you did have like the third person view, you could really give it more of a sense of speed like that too where you can like you can make it like a fast feeling shmup where you're dodging things and you're and you're moving in between enemies and everything's kind of coming at you where here yeah you're right they do have to sort of i don't know slow everything down and space everything out a little bit and and that makes it feel maybe not as like action-packed as you as you would expect based on what it sounds like the show was like and another part of that though is that like no matter how fast you're actually going, you still turn terribly. Like that yes. we'll get into like why that makes this even like an even more like problematic uh part of the game, but yeah, it doesn't matter if you are if you are just standing still or if you're going at 900 speed units, uh you're always <laughs> just going to sort of you're going to have a, a turning radius of, like, I, I don't know, the Earth. <laughs> Just looking at the, the manual, it seems like, you know, the d- developers of the game or, you know, whoever localized it, I don't know the story here, but they put the emphasis on, like, you being Hawk, the the main character from the series, and, like, his ability to be the only person who can, you know, control the airwolf and, and complete this mission. So they're putting the emphasis there. So I get it. Maybe like a first person view then is more like, you know, now you're playing as Hawk. But I don't I don't think that that was the right read for the room. I think airwolf, right, if you're going to call the game that and the show is mostly about this helicopter, I still think the focus should have been there. Uh, but I'll get off this topic because, you know, we, we do have a game to talk about. And Sean, you were talking about, you know, just navigation in general during these uh during this first person perspective mode where you have to you know you have to fight down these enemy aircrafts but at the same time you have to check your mini map to locate the where the prisoners are and then you have to rescue said prisoners so do you just want to talk about like how navigation uh on this map works in general yeah um so you know the way that you you turn that that's it's pretty uh, self-explanatory, like you just use the D-pad for that, and I guess for altitude. But I saw it more as just like cocking the uh, the helicopter up or down. Um, but I guess that controls altitude. Um, and then the, the the interesting thing about this is they're they're doing something with the controller that I feel like I've we've talked about a lot and sort of complained about a lot when it comes to having lots of inputs on such a small and uh, uh, 
I guess, like sparse controller, they started using the start and select key, the start and select button to uh, change your speed. Like if you hold down start, you go faster. If you hold down select, you go slower. Um, And that's how I ended up standing still for like (laughs) a full level. Um, So that's how you move. And then, yeah, you, 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 uh, it all kind of looks the same from the actual view where you're shooting planes and stuff, but you can tell where you're going from the map below. And yeah, that's how you get to each, uh, each point of interest on that map. Uh, and then uh, once you're like thereabouts hovering over whatever icon is on the map, then it switches to whichever, uh, rescue mode or refuel mode or whatever. And they're all just these little tiny mini games that are actually pretty easy. Um, um, and yeah, then you can shoot, shoot guns or shoot missiles and you, you, again, you move way too, you you turn way too slow. And that's, uh, that's how I would describe how you move around. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think you did. I think it's all encompassing there. That was very thorough. I appreciate that. Um, but let me get your thoughts, you know, while you're on this subject, because it seems like you have some thoughts, you know, the combat portion of that, right? So if you're turning slow and you've got a lot of fighter jets to deal with and stuff like that, how did you feel? Like, did you, did you feel like you were managing that stuff? Were you taking a lot of damage? Were you trying to avoid, um, you know, the fighter jets? What was your strategy there? I, I'd say that, um, there, there are certain situations where, you if you see a missile coming because uh not only do you see the uh the planes that you're fighting but then you get this big circle that slowly starts getting bigger and that's that's basically their missiles that are that they're shooting at you uh if they shoot a missile at the corners of the screen and the the uh the game has decided that they're moving in a way that is sort of against how you would turn to face them uh, you are guaranteed to get hit by that missile. Uh, it doesn't matter really how you manage it. You kind of have to just assume that uh, anything at the corner might hit you and just start turning towards the guy at the corner. Um, but there were the, the other things I did kind of to cheese that is like if I'm near uh, like a refuel station or a prisoner or hopefully I'm near the edge of the map, um, I would just race to that point. Um, because then it sort of resets and anything that's in flight against you, uh, goes away. Um, because yeah, th- there are certain points where it, it, you cannot avoid getting hit and it doesn't matter how, how well you, uh, at least in my opinion, in my experience, it didn't seem to matter how well I was sort of navigating that space. I would just get hit. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that that to me happened like. I feel like more often than not, I felt like whenever I died, it was just because there was something I couldn't. I mean, maybe I'm just bad at the game, but also I feel like there were so many times where I felt like the you just can't catch up to the thing that you know that just enters your field of view. Yeah. Um. And as far as the 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 way you turn, tell me if you guys felt the same way. Like this could totally be in my imagination, but I felt like w- when you're Turning towards an enemy, say there's an enemy towards the left of your screen, and I'm sorry, I try to turn to the left, and even if that enemy doesn't appear to be also moving to the left, I feel like the game doesn't properly factor in, like, where I am in space against where they are in space. Like, I feel like 
it still keeps it sort of in the same spot on the screen a little too long or something. Yeah. You know, no, I, like I, things that are fixed on the ground move across the screen. When Like when I move to the left, I see it move across to the right of my screen. Obviously, things that are in the air could be moving to the left with me, but it just feels like even when it looks like it's turning to the right, it it just stays still in the same spot on the screen for to too where long. you need it to be. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was very frustrating because it just felt like you could almost, in some cases, just you can just never reach them. At the speeds that they're proposing the enemy crafts are going, right, especially with them kind of following along with you turning, uh, you know, they should be flying past you more often yeah. than not, too. Yeah. Like they, they should, they, yeah, there really. should be some, you know, like they're going so fast. Um, I think there's also just like a, um, and you know, this is, this is solved by a mechanic they put down of like, you know, destroying the bases themselves to, uh, stop enemies from spawning. But, you know, there is, there is too much. Uh, of the enemies and i feel like you learn as a player it's in your best interest not to like definitely to take down the missiles that that come at you early enough and to take down some fighter jets this way you're not like littered with a screen of them however uh i don't think it's in your best interest to try to keep taking them down because when i was trying to do that like oh, okay i just need to get through these waves or whatever you kind of understand that the waves are unlimited and it makes you almost like it diverts you from yes. any of the prisoner, you know, that you're supposed to rescue. And then, like, maybe if you're lucky, you get, say, you know, like, like you just, like, randomly spawn into another prisoner camp that you didn't know about or something. Exactly, yeah. But, like, you know, otherwise, it's, like, the one that you're supposed to get to on the minimap, it's, like, good luck actually going over there and following that one, uh, you know, while also trying to take down everything that's in your way. And to me, that also makes the airwolf seem like it's, not the best guy for the job. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the uh, my strategy was to try to always keep in mind where my next target was. Like if I was going to go get fuel or if I was going to go to a prisoner um, and do my best to sort of like fight against the instinct of chasing uh, of, of chasing these uh, planes around because... If you do that, you'll end up just spinning in circles and you're nowhere near where you want to be anymore um, because you just attempting to like aim at somebody is actually going to turn you maybe like 90 degrees or 180 degrees. Uh, so some you just have to like let go. And it's hard to do that when maybe they shot something at you and you also need to you, you need to save yourself. That just extends it. And I, I guess maybe that's part of the challenge of the game is trying not to get so far off course, but also not taking damage. So you gotta like you have to give yourself like some leeway there. Uh, but it it is just a weird uh, like tying aiming in your field of view to where you are going. Uh, it, it, it leads to a lot of like juggling in your head, and it doesn't feel all that uh, intuitive to me. And if they really wanted you to take your time and, and, you know, use strategy to this, why include, you know, according to the manual, I didn't play them all. Why include 20 levels of <laughs> this, uh, you know, over and over and over again? It's like, you know, it's long enough taking down, uh, you know, a single map and rescuing all the prisoners. And I'm not, you know, like, that's fair. Like that, you know, that sounds good and everything like that. But then to do that like 20 more times, uh, you know, assuming that you want to like take it slow and everything like that. I don't know. I feel like eventually you're going to be encouraged to take some shortcuts and cheese the game a little bit if you can figure out how to cheese it. I, I certainly couldn't. But like I feel like you're incentivized to speed up a little bit, not slow down. 
Yeah. Um, I, I definitely would just, just went fast so that I could like hopefully outrun the missile. Uh, by the time that I got to either the edge of the map to end the level or to whichever thing I was trying to pick up. Um, and I'd, I'd say like, well, okay. Yeah, I know tw- 20 levels of doing the same thing over and over. Uh, it does. It doesn't sound that appetizing. I get that as the levels progress, there are more um, that there are more prisoners to pick up, and that is sort of like to, to add to the challenge. And sometimes you you'll actually need to go refuel instead of using it as like an out <laughs> to to escape a missile or something. Um, but I don't think anything else meaningfully changes throughout those twenty levels. It's just like pick up more enemies. Aside from the idea that like the the backgrounds are kind of changing to give some you know some visual changes, but yeah, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, no, I was just say that was kind of my my biggest takeaway too is that like it's it's just I mean I I know so many games are like repetitive gameplay loop, especially in this era, but it's just too repetitive. I mean, even like just adding more more enemies to pick up feels to me like when the game tries to make itself harder by just adding more enemies just throwing them all in the same spot without like thinking about what makes it difficult or without thinking about enemy placement or something like that because i mean the picking up the enemies is is almost like that's designed in a way we haven't talked about it yet but it's designed in a way where it could be a cool mini game of its own you have to sort of finesse the landing of your helicopter and 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 dodge any like towers and obstacles and explosions in your way the problem is there's like one tower and one explosion that's always in the same spot in every single one it never changes so like you get there you do this thing that they that they went to the trouble of making it feel like you have to actually land the helicopter and you have to dodge things and then they just never seem to went through the trouble of designing levels around that they just kind of did like a reskin of the same exact thing over and over and over again right it's the kind of thing you expect uh, you know, from an arcade game. And what I mean by that is like, you know, when the levels uh, or when the, the gameplay loop repeats itself very quickly, um, the idea there is like, you know, maybe things happen faster or there's more of them or, you know, you're supposed to do that. But usually those games, ha- you know, arcade games are usually like one of two different things. They're either like very fast levels. And the idea is, is like, you know, you it's almost like a rhythm thing where you keep getting better and the levels keep getting harder or, uh, you know, the, the gameplay itself is kind of simple and straightforward. I don't think Airwolf's off- offering either of those here. I don't I don't think this feels like an arcade game. This actually, you know, crazy as it sounds, like, feels like an NES game. It feels like a home console game. I wouldn't want to play this in the arcade. I'd want to sit down and spend some time with it at home. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it feels like there's there's missions and it's like, it's like a, you know, you've got goals and it's like a little bit of a journey to like get to the end of it. It's just... There's just not enough like variety in the gameplay, and I'm not asking for them to have like done some crazy thing that changes the whole game, but like with those picking up the you know with those profile view levels where you're picking up uh, if you want to even call them levels where you're picking up the hostages. Do you remember? Do you guys remember that there was like a browser game where you're a helicopter and and you, it's just like one button is to go up and then let go of the button and you go down. I mean, you have to but eventually became Flappy Bird. Uh, sort of. Yeah, but like, I know what you, you mean. You hold, yeah. yeah, you hold the button just to go up and then like go to, um, like that's what this pretty much is. Like that's the way, like how this controls. There's there's just no obstacle. Like put some explosions, put some things for me to dodge, put some, you know, yeah. 
some things like in there for me to each time it, make it a little different, you know? If, if they reframed it not so much as a, okay, here's the spot that you land, just land there, and oh, don't don't hit the pole. If they reframed it as sort of like, oh, you, you, you have to, now you're close to the ground, and now you have to dodge, like, like some enemy fire and... Like I, I know in that browser game, like yeah, just don't hit the walls, like the the scrolling ceiling and shit. Like right. all you have to do is recontextualize that as like enemy fire, and exactly, and then it's a much more engaging thing. Except for like it, yeah, all twenty levels, it's the same, it's the same <laughs> landing sequence. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. It's like, it like a whole part of the game that they programmed is pretty much wasted because of that. Yeah. yeah, but if I had to guess, I think it's just like they put way too much development time and resources into this, you know, probably very intensive first person, uh, you know, fighter <laughs> yeah. jet combat simulator, you know, <laughs> which like to me isn't like isn't the essence of, you know, the show or what the game should necessarily be about, because I keep trying to say it's a helicopter, but I don't feel like it. Um, You know, there's something interesting here about like. Joe, you're you're bringing up a good point here about like the rescuing the prisoners is always being the same, but like maybe that should have just even been more of the game. It's such a short experience. Who cares about like you know that they repeated it over and over again when the actual like thing that it is happens so quickly that it's almost like you know you spend ninety five percent of the game in this first person view, and then it's like oh yeah, I didn't even realize I was here, but now I'm in this side scrolling view, and I've just got to make sure I do the thing I always do. Uh, okay, now back to the game. You know, like it almost doesn't yeah. feel like it's it's this too is part routine. Of it. It's like yeah. a weird, it's a weird pause. And like I think a big part of my point is that like it seems like they did the hard work of making another part of this game. It's all it all works. It it feels good to control the helicopter and that thing. Why didn't they just put some things in there to make it interesting? Yeah, you know. And then you can go you can go refuel. And you know how you refuel by doing exactly the same thing you do to pick up a pick up a hostage. It's literally exactly the same thing, except there's a fuel uh, drum there instead of a hostage. Some goofball shit. They should, <laughs> yeah, goofball shit. I like that. Uh, they should have. What they should have done is like when you get to the the you know rescue the prisoners part of the level, it goes like side scrolling helicopter shmup style and now you take on like other types of you know enemy aircrafts or you know ground things too so you have like your your missiles and your bombs now and you got to make your way through like this this part of the stage in order to get to the prisoners it shouldn't just be like the prisoners just hanging out in essentially an open field <laughs> while there's a swarm, a, you know, like what you would consider a swarm of bees worth of enemy aircrafts hanging around in the space. But the prisoners are like, hey, we're free. Just come down and pick us up. <laughs> yeah, that is weird, actually, that there's no enemies. There's just that one explosion. Which I have to assume that explosion, because you pointed this out much earlier in the episode, I have to assume that what they meant by that is like, those explosions are like the missiles that the enemy aircrafts were shooting at you. Yeah, it, know, look, like, it looks like they're trying to uh, they're trying to put like you know how anti aircraft weapons just sort of explode in the air and they, 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 they use most of a lot of images of World War II have these uh, these big these big explosions in the air. I feel like they're doing that, but they needed to do it in more than one spot to, <laughs> to like sell it. Like I I would buy it if it was more like random and maybe looked like fireworks were going off in different spots on the screen but yeah otherwise otherwise it just looks kind of goofy and half-baked i don't know 
Yeah, and it's literally in a spot of the screen that you never have to go to. Yeah. Like, just don't go over there, and you win. Like, you won't <laughs> die. Well, you gotta go, you have to go down slowly, Joe. Yeah, you have to go down slowly, but the explosion is always to the right of where you need to go down. I'm, I'm watching can, video of it right now. You cannot die. I mean, you can still die, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you do have to land explosion. slowly, but the explosion yeah. will never get you unless you deliberately fly over to the explosion. Okay, so, you know, I think we've covered what we can about the um, rescuing the prisoners. But <laughs> I want to talk about this all day. <laughs> I, well, I would like to talk about, you know, uh, destroying the bases. Um, did, you know, a- any thoughts there about how that maybe also was changing the game a little bit from the uh, from the first person perspective? It's, it's the, I mean, it's it is. The same, in the first, yeah, it's, yeah, it's still the same thing. There's no yeah, there's no change in perspective now. It's, it's just it, it populates a. Uh, like a, an aircraft tower um, and you just shoot it a few times and it'll shoot at you, but it's, it's bullets always end up like overlapping the tower. So it's pretty easy to at least dodge those and like destroy those. Um, but again, this is an example of a part of the game that never changes uh, in all 20 levels. You just shoot the tower and it explodes. If they had different, kinds of towers that like oh maybe it's got a weak spot that you have to hit and there are other weapons that are firing at you or something else just something else uh it would be a bit more a, a bit more engaging um but no it's the same tower on every level yeah yeah i mean it, it's nice that it gives you like a goal that's not just you know, shooting down all the other planes, like it gives you a little goal, but like, but it, it does get old. I, I just think that, yeah, it, for the for a game like this, it's just it's just not enough of a gameplay loop variety for me. Joe, that's not mandatory though. Uh, you know, that's like a, a bonus thing of like, hey, if you want, you could take down the uh, right, the, and then you the get tablets, your little report yeah. card at the end, and that tells you like what you did. Yeah, um, I mean, I know, but, but I appreciate that part at least a little bit that, like, it's not, you know, the, the same, like, that's actually just something that they included to, you know, help you in a way. <laughs> not that I can yeah. tell, but I, mean, I, mean, I, know, I know that it, that is the case, that if you if you blow it up, then there will be less fighters that are trying to take you down, but I, I could not tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I guess I'll say that it, it, it adds... At least in the like the context of what's going on, it adds that little extra like immersion, like oh, I can destroy these, and supposedly there be less enemies. But yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I th- I think almost going back to what you said before, Mike, it, that for them to have put made this sort—I mean, we've seen this done before, but made this sort of three D first person view, maybe just meant that like the rest of it had to be incredibly simple. That's the only thing I can think of, but, um, you know, whether that was the right decision or not, I don't know. You know, I, I think on our Top Gun episode, you know, Sean made a good case for why he thought that was an essential game, and we all seemed to enjoy it, you know. Uh, that also didn't, wasn't always in the first person. It had the uh, landing on the carriers and everything like that, and, um, you know, I think they just found a way in Top Gun to manage you controlling a aircraft and dealing with enemies and and what that entails a lot they they made that not simpler but they made it more like time and resource effective than what uh airwolf is is trying to do here 
where it seems like, you know, yeah, they've filled, you know, they've there's enemies everywhere and there's towers you can take down and there's prisoners you got to rescue, but at the end of the day, it just has a stale feeling to it after you've played for, you know, for what do you want to say? 15 minutes? If you played for 15 minutes, after that I feel like it it got kind of stale. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'll, I'll agree. Yeah, and and you know what? Once you you know once you just mentioned Top Gun, I just I just hopped on over to a video of Top Gun to remind myself, and it looks so much more. The motion looks so much more you know like fluid and fast, and it and it feels like you're moving. You know, I, I mean they have these clouds that whiz past you, and it and it just. I mean, obviously, I'm not playing it right now, but just from watching this guy on YouTube playing it, it, it looks like the turning is so much more fluid. I think that they just you know, got the mechanics down better too in Top Gun. Yeah, I agree. Well, if you're watching that video though, and I'm sure, you know, fans of Top Gun might want to check out Airwolf too, but um if you're watching that video, Joe, you'll also see that like I don't know, it's just like enemies are are handled better. Like there's there's land and sea and they're not like always at you. You know, they just yeah. kind of like they appear and it becomes more like Sean was saying earlier, like that's when it becomes like a strategic battle, like a one-on-one dogfight, as opposed to here where it's like seven-on-one, and I don't really feel like I'm any I'm any more powerful than any individual one of those enemy aircraft. Yes, yeah, and I'm you know they're 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 moving through space. You know, obviously they're doing that in this game too, but it doesn't feel like it because everything is like so slow relative to you. Whereas in Top Gun, things are moving away from you and moving towards you, and you know it feels like where you're turning affects where everything else is relative to you. Another nitpicky thing that I have, you know, the debriefing of the missions, a nice touch for sure that uh, we get to hear from another character from Airwolf. I forget the uh, the general's name. I'm going to look it up here. Looks like uh, the, is that really his name? Archangel? Is that Ernest Borgnine? Uh, it's Michael Coldsmith Briggs Third. Okay. I... Yeah, Mc McBriggs the third. Uh, I'm making all this up. I wish we knew the show better. <laughs> we don't. Um, but it is in the manual that uh, Briggs the Briggs three uh, contacted Briggs Hawk. Three. So Briggs three. I don't know. Does he want to be called the third? Like, seems like he does because he puts it in both his uh, from and he puts it in his signature. Like, I I'm I'm the second, but I don't put the the, the Roman numeral two on my signatures for my checks. You know, I think that's like this guy is really, you know, he's really appreciating his the third. I mean, I feel like the third is is probably the best of the uh, um, like you can't like, yeah, you, you can't be a junior. Junior is emasculating, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, that's why I'm the second but and the, not yeah, junior. But, but I third. think 16. It's go 16 or bust, man. Like 16. <laughs> the 16. Yeah, I, X, I feel like once XBI, you get. I like. That's that's yeah. too many. That's too much investment in time. No, no. I think that I making... think that once, once you know, the third is good. The fourth, fifth, sixth, it starts to get a little stale. But like once you get to like ridiculously high numbers, like you got to bring it back at that point. You're like we got the sixteen. I'm the sixteenth. <laughs> <laughs> I should look up and see if I'm truly the second or if I can find older ancestors. Uh, anyway, back to the point I was making. I think he's the one who shows up on these debriefing missions, and um, you know. It's cool, and the pixel art is is fine for what it's worth. Like it, I, I would have liked to have seen some mouth movement or something. <laughs> but like, why is the headshot so extreme close up? <laughs> like he's so close to the screen. I don't know. 
Um, if because that was you're like, really there, Mike. I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess like he's you a know. close talker. <laughs> yeah, I guess it depends on where <laughs> you put your TV, <laughs> though. Then <laughs> should I put my TV like at exactly like five foot nine? So this way, I feel like he's in the room. <laughs> yeah, this guy just gets r- way up in your face, and he's like, "That was really impressive. There aren't many pilots that would do that." And <laughs> and, and then he just keeps making aggressive eye contact with you at, at three inches away. <laughs> And was anyone else startled by the Airwolf logo? Yeah, that like that wolf-looking thing with the crazy colors. Like I don't know. It's, I just it's wearing I wasn't a expecting sheep. that. Yeah, yeah, it, it, I wasn't expecting it. It's funny because that logo is like the only thing that's familiar to me. Like I definitely have seen that logo before. Like, yeah, it's it on. Uh, it's on the guy's jacket uh, in the show. Yeah, but Joe doesn't. But I didn't that. see any of the show. <laughs> well, now you have. Oh wait, I was in the show. Yeah. You were you were in the show. Yeah. You're that famous totally guy that, jo- that that Sean couldn't remember. <laughs> yeah. That whose life who did something with his life or something you said? Yeah, he ruined his life by joining a podcast. Yeah, I was just going to say the same idea. thing. <laughs> I mean, if we're, if we want to talk about like off topic stuff, like Jan Michael Vincent who was the star of that show, uh like I was trying to find video of the show and instead i saw this like compilation of like basically the sad like uh downward spiral of this guy's life due to like uh alcohol abuse and a bunch of car accidents like it was it was a really weird it was a really weird uh uh side side quest of doing research for this episode (laughs) of like oh no now i'm sad (laughs) Now he's like immortalized for that Rick and Morty sketch. Yeah. Oh, was that this is, is that in Rick and Morty? Yeah, this is the first that I've heard of uh, like him in context outside of Rick and Morty. Oh wow, I guess yeah, I it's like about this January Michael your Vincent Vincents yeah. or something. Yeah, you like better that. Michael down your Vincents. <laughs> what the hell? He's like in a world where there's only twelve Jan Michael Vincents. This is one of those interdimensional cable. Things. Oh, I see. He also goes by Michael Vincent and Mike Vincent, according to Wikipedia. I just saw that. In terms of sequels and spinoffs, we have uh, Airwolf, the arcade game, which actually came out before this. For some reason, they had an arcade game up and running that seemed very straightforward and something that you would want to put on the NES. But instead, Acclaim was like, no, I want I want my own version of, of uh, Airwolf. I don't want the arcade game. I need one specifically developed for the NES. So that's what... We got the NES game, and uh, love it or hate it, that's what it is. But... Airwolf the arcade game is actually just like a a straightforward helicopter shmup. A lot like Tiger Heli. So I guess it's probably for the best that this game didn't come to the NES since like it's so similar to Tiger Heli that it's like you might as well just buy one or the other. And I'm sure people, you know, people could get enough from one of them. They don't need to be like, you know, I'm really in search of more helicopter shmups. Like, can I get any more of those? 
After that, we have Air. Well, I just you know usually you guys react. Like, I know nobody, I was like, well, I should say something because Sean's not saying anything. I should say something. One of us should, and then you just kept going. So. But that shows how little people care about <laughs> helicopter schmups. Yeah, like, nobody wants to Mike play. Mike is as a right helicopter. about this. Helicopters suck. Nobody ever liked helicopters, and he never wants to play as a helicopter again. Yeah, I agreed. So, um, Airwolf Two. The Roman numeral two, just like you, it's, I think it's Airwolf the second. <laughs> yeah, Airwolf the second. Um, it came out, believe it or not, but only for the Amstrad CPC, uh, which I imagine is some kind of personal computer only in Europe or something like that. I never heard of it. You guys ever hear this thing? No. Uh, right. No. No. Well, I'm actually shocked that they would call this the sequel. Like. Airwolf 2, and whether it's the sequel to most likely the arcade game or the NES game, I I don't think it matters because this game is a downgrade in every possible expectation of what a sequel could be. Uh, You know, graphics, shit, music, shit, gameplay, shit, Uh, you know, even like, even the concept of what it would be to be a helicopter shmup, garbage, like this game looks like... Like, absolute trash, but maybe that's just because of the limitations of the uh, CPC. And th- now, you would think that it stops there. Oh, Joe, were you going to say something? Well, listen, what did you say this is for? I, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm just looking to see what you're talking about, and I'm seeing one for the ZX Spectrum. wonder if that's the same thing. It yeah. also looks pretty bad. The But that's Airwolf 2? Yeah, yeah, Airwolf Roman numeral oh. 2. There's a lot, okay, of, so there's maybe... a lot of Airwolfs uh, and a lot of Airwolf 2s. I think it was just like, yeah, they were released on different platforms at the same time oh so maybe, yeah so it wasn't just for the uh cpc but i mean it's so all then. that it's all that stuff like yeah the commodore 64 and and uh the zx like that i think they're all in that same bracket of performance and stuff so it all probably See, now you like guys <laughs> yeah you made me look that up and i just found out that airwolf the second is actually the 35th episode of the tv show airwolf and the second <laughs> episode of season three they literally called it Airwolf <laughs> 2. Huh. But with the Roman numerals. Oh, maybe it was like another like yeah, physical Airwolf. Yeah. You know? The firm has secretly developed a new advanced helicopter. <laughs> this one could go Mach 2. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how much you want to bet that like the helicopter goes bad or something? Right? Yeah. Like, Probably. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Having no further need for Airwolf, uh, <laughs> Zeus fires Archangel, accusing him of being of disloyalty to the firm f.i.r.m so the firm is actually I, I got to watch this show like I, it I, show sounds awesome I know I, I the, from the from the clips I saw it looks just campy enough with cool enough like action scenes that I, I want to watch it now yeah so they they wind up uh, stealing the red wolf which is the new um, you know the new advanced airwolf they wind up stealing it and selling it to a group of South American revolutionaries. Oh? South American? South American revolutionaries. Yeah, they didn't travel back in time and give it to us in the 1700s. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They gave it to the South American revolutionaries. And, uh, you know, that's just... That's interesting, and this is a better tangent than that awful Airwolf 2 port (laughs) game that calls itself a sequel, but really isn't. I can't think of too many other games that are like that, you know, like sequels... Like, yeah, there are sequels that are worse, but, like, sequels that, like, nobody would accept. I can't think of something like that. Hmm. You know, like, they're always, like, some kind of, like, well, we added this, or the graphics look better, or, you know, after 20-year wait, it's like, this is just, 
We made this if you want it. <laughs> well, okay. So it looks like Airwolf 2, the second, is a sequel yeah. to uh, uh, the Airwolves that came out on those uh, personal computers. Because, like, Acclaim made Airwolf for NES, yes. but yeah. all of these oldie, oldie Airwolves are made by Elite. So that was their own secondary Airwolf uh, uh, licensed game series. So it is, I don't think it has any uh, actual attachment to the Acclaim game. Well, no, yeah, not to the Acclaim game, but maybe the arcade game? Maybe those are ports of not the even, arcade game? even those, not so much. Oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Hey. A lot of people wanted a piece of Airwolf. Yeah. They wanted a piece of Airwolf, uh, that action, that money, that Jan Michael Vincent. You know, they wanted it all. <laughs> and there's um, only eight Jan Michael Vincents, so. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you another thing. They they wanted Airwolf so much that it actually made it all the way over to the Mega Drive in Japan, what we know as the Genesis, for Super Airwolf. Now, it's only called Super Airwolf in Japan, <laughs> which I'm like, wow, did that have a following on TV in in Japan? Because in, in America, by the time it came out, you know, uh, Airwolf was dead, so Crossfire um, is is what it was called here on the Genesis. And it's the same exact game, but they actually removed the constantly playing Airwolf theme song Aww. and and any names associated with Airwolf, I guess, because they didn't have the, the license. But it's like, why would you stick with that in Japan? I guess it must have had a pretty big following. But either way, it's a pretty basic shmup uh, for, you know, for 16-bit consoles. And then all of a sudden, it just like occasionally like you jump out of the helicopter and it becomes an Akari Warriors type game where you're on the ground and you're you know shooting up people and it's still top down and everything. It's got a got a cool synth soundtrack though, faithful to the show, but only if you're playing Super Airwolf, not Crossfire. Huh. Well, I think we've been uh, as faithful as we can be to Airwolf <laughs> in the uh, in the time that we've reviewed it, you know, like uh we gave it we gave it a, an honest assessment. We uh, definitely the TV show. I don't think we ever talked about the media as much as the game as we have today. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of enamored by it right now. So the the last thing we have to do is give it an honest assessment of whether it winds up on the essential games list. Joe Airwolf I mean <laughs> I don't think that anyone's going to be surprised by my vote based on what we've talked about today. I, mean, I think we sort of said it all. I mean, it it needed, in my opinion, a little more variety. It needed to control better. It needed to be at least as good as, uh, you know, as Top Gun or, or other games that we've played in this kind of style in order for me to to uh, look at it as an essential game, even just for the for those portions of the game. Um, I think, yeah, I think it could have used a little more development personally. So I'm going to say no. Sean. Um, yeah, on paper, I, I like the idea of this game. Um, it's, it, it has, it has some elements of like, uh, all you, all you do the landing, do the rescuing, do the flying, do the shooting, um, all in different kind of ways. Uh, so I, I liked that. I liked that when I was reading the manual. Um, but at the end of the day, a vehicular combat game, uh, the the vehicle that you're driving around or flying around has to feel good to do that with. Like it has to feel good. In this game, it does not feel good to fly this helicopter, uh, and that is ninety nine percent of the experience 
um, though you do get to have you know those close talker uh, uh, post game wrap ups. Um, so it with that, this is not essential. All right. The only thing I'll add from what I've been saying in the episode is, you know, just imagine that you got your hands on like the newest Godzilla game, right? And it's it's going to be awesome because it's Godzilla and how could it not be? But it's Godzilla's like really small in this one. Like he's, he's just a helicopter can't do, in this one. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he's really small and he just like the cities are like in the background. They're not really something you attack or something like that. They kind of like throw these like ants that are like Godzilla's size uh, as like the enemies that you have to blow fire at or scratch at or whatever his attacks would be. And it's like, yeah, I mean, like, all right, it's not following the exact plot of any particular movie of Godzilla I know, and I don't really know those ants or whatever, but like, okay, I'm playing as Godzilla, so. And I and I love Godzilla, so this must be a great game, right? Because I'm playing as Godzilla. That's how I imagine Airwolf fans felt like. They didn't really get to be in the badass helicopter that can do anything and everything. This helicopter can shoot bullets and fire missiles, and even the missiles aren't unlimited. So I think that's what it comes down to, is like ultimately even fans of the show shouldn't necessarily be in love with this game because... And you know I hate helicopters, but <laughs> there's a way to make this game, uh, you know, like more about the helicopter itself and more, uh, more based around that. And I feel like what they went with instead was not thinking about, um, the, you know, the airwolf itself strengths and instead just thinking like, well, it's going to be a first person perspective game where you take down enemy aircrafts and it's like, cool. Let's just attach a license to it. And that's what I think we got. So I can't that on the Essential Games list uh, on any day of the week. Even Thursdays? Definitely not on Thursdays because we would never post an episode on Thursdays. It's always Fridays at uh, 8 a.m. for some reason. 8 a.m. is where it's at. Airwolf, not on the Essential Games list, but it will have a chance again <laughs> in our best of 1989. <laughs> I don't know why I felt like saying that. I thought that would be funny. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, next Two week we have another game. <laughs> what are you going to say, Sean? No, I mean, we're not going to have that episode for like a year and a half, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So you'll have a lot of time to consider it. You'll have yeah. a lot more time to play Airwolf. Um, what I was going to say is next week we have another game because that's how the format of the show works every week. Different game. The next game, chronologically, according to North American releases. And we're currently in June of 1989 for those following along. So June of 1989 consisted of The Adventures of Bayou Billy, Airwolf, and now next week's game, California Games, um, which, uh, you know, implies to be more than one game. I'm joking. We all know what this is. We've played all these other games, uh, winter games, summer games. Uh, so now we finally get California Games, the natural progression in seasons. <laughs> winter, summer, California. Love it. Uh, anyway, if you want to hear more about the podcast, you can always find us on Twitter at NostalgiaCast, N-E-S-T-A-L-G-I-A, cast. Uh, I could keep spelling, but you're not here to listen to me spell. You're here to listen to me plug things like the Twitter <laughs> or like my own uh, Twitter at Esposito Film. And I am Michael Esposito. You can uh, find us every Friday or any day of the week if you go to that Twitter page I was talking about. Everybody have a great week, especially Joe. Me, Joe, or one of our listeners, Joe? Or both? Be because you asked one of our listeners. Okay, that's fine. I would rather give it to one of the listeners. You know, they're loyal. Amazing. Uh, Sean, 
Have an okay week. This Sean or one of our listeners, Sean's?